on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Crazy from Seal. Well, our guest has joined us in the studio. It's uh, Nikki Whitaker, and uh, I will hand over to Fiona. Hello. Well, um, welcome to you, Nikki. It's lovely to, to meet you. Uh, meet you again. Um, we've actually had Nikki on the on the show before. Um, she was a guest a while ago, um, talking about Tuneless Choir, which is a, an organisation she runs in Newark. But today she's got another hat on as um, safeguarding and training manager for Pandas, the national network that supports women uh, and their partners with uh, pre and postnatal depression. So I'm going to be talking to Nikki today about uh, about different aspects of that good morning nikki nice to have you here good morning so tell us how how common do you think postnatal depression is in the uk um postnatal depression is very common in the uk um it's not always diagnosed but um statistics show that one in seven um mums um, may suffer from postnatal depression but in fact it may be um, much higher because not everyone access helps or gets diagnosed mm, that's a that's a really really high percentage yeah it's a it? high percentage yeah. and and you were telling me earlier that that actually dads can suffer uh, at the same time yes dads can suffer from postnatal um depression but it, that, that hasn't always been recognized either um um, postnatal depression always used to be um, sort of put down to hormones like within the woman but it can be a lot of things it can be um, that you know there's a big change in life people aren't prepared for the massive impact that having children mm. have it's a big stress um, sleep deprivation um, you know it can it can affect like both men and women absolutely well we were saying um, before you arrived Nick, you know just having a baby one of the one of the hardest things is you know not but you you said it very well uh so yeah normal isn't normal anymore no and you don't know quite what is you don't know if you're just feeling you know awful because you you're sleep deprived mm-hmm. or if in fact you're you're showing signs of becoming depressed it's, yes it's definitely quite a hard thing yes. isn't it what 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 do you think are the warning signs to look for um the warning signs and people say that um people have baby blues and like that, that that most women have that which is the hormone like um um hormones changing mm. um but that usually lasts for like like two to four days you know maximum so a week really short time yes really. but if if symptoms persist and um people and the mum is showing signs of not feeling better is weepy um um a low a low mood for a long period of time mm-hmm. um anxiety um, not bonding with the baby um, not everybody um, has that symptom of not bonding with the baby but it can impact on bonding with yeah. the baby and might there be some um, symptoms around anxiety anxiety can be like a massive part of it um, whether they can care for their child or not whether they're doing the right thing um, for me personally I would say um, going to like um, groups where there's other babies and people comparing what their baby can do and what your baby can't do and, and what you're doing and um to me parenting is all about being good enough it's not about being perfect because there's no such thing as perfect absolutely yeah yeah but i think it i think young young mums can feel well any mum can feel um under a lot of pressure and especially you know when you've got facebook and things like that now people yes. putting 
photos of their you know their lovely clean baby that's mm-hmm. sort of doing all these things it, it can feel mm-hmm. like a, a real pressure if you feel you're struggling it is a massive pressure and, and we've said like through work that people only actually post the rosy bit of um of um their of their life on facebook it's not like a true Mm, image of what's going on so you know baby might have been up all night or had them up like every hour but they like to put this road people like to put this rosy image out and it's okay to say that you you know you're not feeling well and you're not coping very well and i think part of um the issue that some mothers won't say that um they're struggling is because there's this big fear that they'll have their child taken off of them there's there's this thought that you know if i'm not doing it well enough or as well as as other people appear to be doing people won't think my baby you know should be staying with me and is that is that something that that might happen if you if you if you become so ill that you you need to have medical care it's very very rare um the child would have to be definitely at risk and um before it would get to that stage if someone was so unwell there are mother and baby units um around the uk right so it's um, very very unlikely that a mother and baby would be separated it's highly unlikely up yeah. to the age of one um nice guidelines try and keep the mother and baby together um because it, it actually shows that it can improve the mother's recovery mm. do we have a mother and baby unit here in nottinghamshire we have one in nottinghamshire um it's it's at the queen's medical center and currently they're building a new one which is um i've I've been on the planning committee for it and it's amazing it's 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 they're going from a hospital ward on a on a floor high-rise floor to um a place with orchards gardens sensory gardens play park they're going to have like um um like, you know like the glass doors into a kitchen and all the rooms are going to be en suite instead of like having like set, um a bathroom to attend but i mean um it's just going to be sort of to cater to the whole family and yeah. it's going to be um well just in ground so if you need to get outdoors you can get you outdoors can because clean. fresh air is, is is good for you know yeah. how you're feeling and stuff and when do you think that's due to be um completed? The, the, the last time I actually read about it, it's due to open 2017, September, October. So it could be happening this year. If, yes, if yes. It's, it's, the, plan, the plans are amazing. Well, that sounds really exciting, and it sounds like it's a commitment to improving everyone's experience through you know, through this time. It's, it's fantastic. I, I can't wait to go and have a look around it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Good morning. Well, we're here on Girls Around Town talking to Nikki Whitaker of Pandas, the National Network for Supporting Women with Postnatal Depression. Um, we were talking before the break about the, the signs and, you know, the things to watch out for. Um, any, are there any more signs that people should be aware of, either perhaps in themselves or, or that partners and friends might pick up? Um, I said um, previously that um, a low mood for a long time um, but there can be lots of things that can be like a change in appetite, like not eating or eating more, um, insomnia or exhaustion. I mean, babies keep people awake anyway, but it's it's not being able to sleep when baby's sleeping. Um, irritability. Um, I talked about um, not bonding with the baby, but it can also be like over-attachment where um, you won't allow anyone to hold your baby. You're very, very protective. Um, a lack of... Um, motivation and interesting things that you previously enjoyed doing um for myself i i had postnatal depression um 
for me, a lot of it was an immense amount of anxiety where um, it, it sort of got to the point where I, I don't leave the house, but I didn't know why I don't leave the house. Mm. And um, I knew at the time that it wasn't normal to be feeling that way because I'm quite an extrovert person. But um, the anxiety often goes along with the depression and it's just a complete changing mood of the person so someone would would be coming across in quite a different way from, yeah from totally the way different they normally are. They are. Yeah. so what would you what would you suggest in terms of what pandas can offer what would you suggest um, people try to do pandas foundation are, are amazing i'm saying that i work for them but um they supported me when i was unwell um i, w I was told about it by um a friend and i looked online and um there's there was a closed group on Facebook which meant you could ask to join it and within that group there were um, volunteers managing it and there was other people suffering from like um, similar symptoms and it, it for me it really helped me because it made me realise that there were other people feeling exactly the same and I wasn't sort of well using the word crazy is not brilliant but like, that's how people, people can describe it that I wasn't you know going you know crazy feeling alone i think feeling is, alone. is very it's very painful isn't um, it um and it helped that other people had experienced it and the vast majority of the volunteers who, who had become well could say i was like that and you'll get through it and you know all about self-care teaching you how to look after yourself because when you become a new mum everything changes and everything's focused on the baby and you just don't have time for yourself mm. so um pandas offers um this closed group there's support groups um throughout the uk in various locations so they're face-to-face groups, face they? groups um we have a helpline that can be called and we have um email support and we also have a community that people can be part of but it's not sort of a private closed group but for me um it was the um the expertise of the volunteers and the peer support which really helped me it sounds as if the volunteers are really the heart of the organization the volunteers are absolutely amazing at the moment we've got approximately um 140 volunteers on the books across um the um the board and and that includes volunteer managers there are only four paid members of staff and the rest are volunteer managers so we've got um a media manager we're very fortunate to have um volunteer um leaders for the email the helpline and the closed group so we're very very fortunate is there anything um i mean um, I, I mean obviously a lot of what you're talking about is is helping to people helping people to get through uh postnatal depression once they've got it is there anything that can be done to prevent it? Um, because it's such a grey area as to how and why it happens, um, <clears throat> it probably could not be preventable. But um, I, I feel personally, um, when you have a baby, there's all this preparation on the like the physical side of you know you go to a class and they tell you what's going to happen and they show you a, a plastic baby oh, yeah, the plastic babies i remember those yes yeah. but they don't actually talk about how it could change you emotionally and i think it's it's important that if you are fearful that that that's okay and you should you know you should be able to talk to people talk to your um talk to your husband talk to your family or friends if you feel that close and not feel that you're unusual because um <clears throat> when i'd been unwell and i 
I didn't do the school run when I was on one and I came back to school and people said they'd missed me and I was actually honest and said what had happened because I thought the truth is better than speculation. The amount of women who said to me, oh, that happened to me and I had nobody. And there's also like a large amount of mums who now know where I work who've come up to me mm. and said they're feeling this, they're feeling that. And sometimes it's just like having someone recognise and mm. ask, how are you? Because everyone asks about the baby, but people don't say, how are you actually feeling in yourself? Yeah, so it's, it's about being able to take account of that self-care yes. that's going to be so important. And, and also, um, I, I've noticed, and like, you know, with friends and with people I've spoken to with postnatal depression, quite often um, you don't eat properly. You eat around the baby rather than having like your meals when you should have your meals and your blood sugars go up and down. It's and not good for you. No, either, it's not. It? So mm. some exercise and, and eating well and sleeping when the baby does I, I can remember waiting for my little girl to go to sleep so I could clean up <laughs> and really I should have been going to sleep when she was going to sleep mm. so okay so so there's so it's it's about really trying to be aware of how you are self-care and, yeah and, and taking the right the right amount of self-care and for um for like husbands or partners or friends you know um to actually recognize and, and say like you know you need to be looking after yourself as well and um it's it's difficult for some people to accept help they can be offered help and they can say they're okay like like i do but i can remember somebody bringing me around <coughs> sorry excuse me bringing me around um, a cooked meal and that was absolutely fantastic mm, often it's very yeah very practical yeah, things yeah that definitely are, isn't it? so yeah. thoughtful and you accept it and it's really nice it's those things you remember mm. what do you um well we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk in the next session about um approaching your doctor and, and what support you can get from mm -hmm. your gp okay we're gonna have a little bit more music now this is um i want to be the only one which you, you could kind of wrap up into that idea of self-care couldn't you <laughs> another cheesy link <laughs> and it's eternal um, we were just talking about approaching your GP if you are concerned that you might have the signs of postnatal depression. What, what support are, is your GP able to offer you? Um, by going to your GP, um, you can get your symptoms recognised if your GP is actually trained um, in, in recognising symptoms. And... Um, when um, Pandas itself did a survey, for example, of um, student midwives, and the vast majority of themselves had not even had any training to recognise symptoms of mm, postnatal quite a depression. Area, isn't it? Um, health visitors do a questionnaire um, at the six-week check, but quite often um, people have said that they feel rushed through the six-week check. So it's really important to actually talk about feelings as well as the physical side. Mm. Um, well, I remember my, my health visitor um, where I was living at the time, that I felt they did take quite a lot yes. of time actually about yes. that. So I felt I had a good experience yes. in that way. But, you yeah. know, it's, it seems as if it's different from place to place. Yeah, it's a, it, it is actually a postcode lottery, really. Um, there's, 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 I mean, for example, in Nottinghamshire, there's a specialised perinatal um, team with perinatal mental health nurses who, who visit women so go, if you went to your GP in Newark um, your GP would if it was severe probably refer you to them if not um, there's other talking therapies within the town that can be used or, or they offer medication sometimes it's not even that it's just having it recognised and, and looking at um, strategies you can use to, to deal with your day to day living mm. 
Okay, so, so there's the support that can access various amounts of support mm-hmm. can access from your GP and obviously the support that Panda, mm-hmm. pandas offer. Yes. Can you give us the, the if, if people want to contact pandas, how, how is it best to get in touch um, on if the website? If, yeah, if people want to um, um, contact pandas, they can contact pandas um, on www.pandas.org.uk um, put it in a search engine as well just put pandas into um, Google um, on Facebook there's the pandas groups which which can be accessed and asked to join um, for the helpline and the uh, email um, information is on the website too mm, and we will be putting all this information up on our the girls around town blog um, some of the statistics that Nikki has t- talked about and the, the signs to look for, all that kind of information and the contact details. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to, if you've got, mm. if, you, if, you are, if you feel you are vulnerable yourself or if you have a friend who you suddenly realise perhaps is, 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 is vulnerable to this problem, uh, you'll be able to uh, give them the information. Yes, we do support um, friends as well. If friends and family ring up, this has happened in the past, we can offer advice. And, and and help them to support people. And you said there was a dad's group with We have pandas got a pandas too. dad group as well, yes, which helps like husbands to deal with it because it must be a, a, a really um, sort of traumatic event for, for men as well to see somebody that was so happy yeah. to suddenly have and a dads get a even less attention, don't they, sometimes yes. in that situation? Because dads were first and then they become second um, as, as when, the, when the baby comes along. So, yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming thank in, Nikki. You. It's been really, really fascinating talking to you about finding out a bit more about your organisation. Good luck with your, um, with, with it, you know, developing and the training that you're planning. Thank you. Thank you very much. Coming up next, we've got Night Fever from the Bee Gees, one that might well feature in the Tuneless Choir one day. Oh, yes. And um, we will be doing the actions in the studio, so you need to do them as well at home, please. Thank you. You Don't Know Love from Ollie Mers. That's our last record today. Just a few minutes left to tell you about our guest next week. Indeed. we ne- Next week, it's, um, next Sunday, is National Hat Day. Mm. Bet you didn't know that, did you? I, n- not until you told me about two minutes ago, no. Mm, exactly. So, we, um, our guest is going to be a lady called Jenny Dickinson. Um, Jenny is a personal stylist, but she also has a, um, a kind of business that does hat hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and sales. So yeah. she's going to come and, and give us some clues about hats. Oh, good. About what suits what what face shape and mm. style and that kind of thing. And I, I think we should all bring a hat in. Well, yeah, was, yes, hopefully I will have unpacked enough to found my hats. Yes. Because I've got quite a nice sort of jewellery style hat that I quite like. So I'll need to unpack that and hopefully it didn't get squashed in the move. No, exactly. So if we bring in our favourite hat, mm-hmm. and I think Jenny's going to bring some hats too for us to try. So there'll be, we can, you know, put a few pickies on the Facebook page. Yes, that sounds like cracking radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trying on hats. <laughs> Well, exactly. It would be a bit of a bit of a lark, I think. Mm. I think, and and uh, we could maybe I don't know. We could even try. Here's the thing: if June's listening, should we try a Facebook Live, June? <gasps> oh, crumbs! With hats trying. You had there to you say go. that, didn't you? I did. I might be busy next Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you then. See you then. Bye bye.